Hello world, I am Anthony. And I am Holly. Welcome to Primetime. Tonight we are talking about three films, uh, which are Night of the Living Dead, Plan 9 from Outer Space, and Bad Ben. So to start off, Holly has never seen Night of the Living Dead before, or had never seen Night of the Living Dead before, and we caught a double feature at a really cool local theater, and it was Night of the Living Dead and Plan 9 from Outer Space. So what did you think of Night of the Living Dead your very first time? Well, I didn't really know what to expect going in. You'd showed me a couple of trailers and it looked super cheesy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I really liked it. Um, I think it's something that can still hold up today. I'm by no means like a, a movie connoisseur, <laughs> or as much as you are. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun movie to watch. Cool. So what was your favorite part of the movie? <clears throat> My favorite part of the movie had to be the very beginning, um, because Barbara was sane at that time. Yeah. Barbara was really <laughs> annoying to me throughout the whole movie. Um, I just like wanted to grab her by her shoulders and be like, Barbara! No! Yeah, wake up. She kind of like just lost her mind towards the... like. I guess the middle and towards the end of it, especially when she's just like sitting on the couch, kind of tracing the little, uh, I don't even know what you call the it. The little lines in the doily. On yeah. The, couch. the do Yeah. The yeah. doily on the couch. <laughs> and they're just like, Hey, we're going to die if you don't get up off the couch and help us. And she's just like, what? I have to go find my brother. Yeah. And I think ultimately it was her demise at the end. Um, seeing her brother. Yeah. She, she wouldn't move. That was kind of annoying, too. Yeah, I like how they kind of brought it full circle, and they brought him back into um, into the movie at the very end, and that's kind of, like you said, her demise. The, also, I think it's kind of cool how, um, early, like, how, um, a, like, it dealt with racism in America, at, like, a pretty, you know, like, heavy... Like a pretty heavily racist time in the United States, um, and then they cast a black man in the lead role, and he was bossing around white people. And George Romero said that he had no intention of doing that, but like as like making a racial statement, he was just simply the best actor who showed up. But it kind of inadvertently triggered a lot of um, talk, and to this day, people kind of credit him with. Um, kind of moving, you know, two steps forward in terms of that. Well, did you did you catch any of the, like, racial undertones, or did you not really notice anything? Um, well, I had heard the Shockwaves talk about this. I believe it was before, um, or maybe it was you telling me something about an interview with Jordan Peele. Um, oh, I think it was on um, Horror Noir. Yeah, yeah. On they Shutter. Were, they were talking about um, that. So I had known that walking in. Uh, but I really liked his character. I thought that he was going to survive through to the end, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I was kind of bummed that he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Did it catch you? I mean, like, did it take you by surprise? Like... Yeah, I was I was shocked. I was really shocked. <laughs> As the young people say, we were shook. Shooketh. Shooketh. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun watching it on the big screen, but there's also kind of some annoying people who talk throughout a lot of like the key parts so it would have been like even better if, if people were respectful while watching but I thought overall it was kind of 
it was a lot of fun to see such a classic on the big screen. Yeah, and it's cool that uh, my first time seeing it is in the big screen, you know. Yeah, kind of jealous about that, just a little bit. Yeah. But well, I didn't pick this life, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, looking at the IMDb page for it, it has a 7.9 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you agree with that score? Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that score. Like I said, it's not really um, my favorite movie of all time, but I I definitely think that it still kind of keeps up with movies that are out there today. You know, um, the horror movies that we enjoy. Because I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, I, I think it holds up. So if you were. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you did watch this movie. So watching this movie and comparing it to, like, I don't know, say or not even not necessarily comparing it, but, like, say you watch Night of the Living Dead and then you watch World War Z and then you watch Walking Dead or any number of zombie movies or TV shows, can you see the inspiration that they draw from Night of the Living Dead? Or do you think that the, like, zombie horror, horror movies of today are just totally different? Or can you see any similarities between them? Yeah, I can see some similarities between them. Um, and I think that's another reason why it still holds up is because it's kind of like a foundation point, like one of the first uh, zombie movies that we have seen. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of uh, things I could think of that I can't think of right now. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that um like you know when people say oh this is like you know i mean we're talking about night of the living dead like this is the godfather of zombie movies or you know people refer to the beatles as like you know, if you like rock and roll music like you have to like the beatles and i don't think that's like necessarily true i think that you know sometimes if you don't like a certain band or a certain movie and you're into you know, a genre or style that that is a very important piece in, then people can kind of ridicule you a little bit. But I think that um, it's it's good to, like, at least appreciate, um, like, classics. And, you know, without Night of the Living Dead, we wouldn't have zombie movies as we know them today. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that it definitely still holds up um, some 50-plus years later. And that... Uh, it did the best with what its time could do, yeah. I think. Um, Especially on such a low budget. Like, yeah. I mean, they I don't even know what it was. Something like a million or less, maybe? Um, this says that oh, the budget is um, 114000 So a lot less than a million. I was a little yeah. off on that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the cumulative worldwide gross uh, via IMDb says $30 million. Nice. I wonder, I wonder what that would have been like adjusted for inflation, or maybe that is adjusted. But anyway, I'm not sure. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so, Night of the Living Dead. So, moving along to uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> so, what did you think of this one? Um, I had never heard of this one in my life. I've never seen a trailer for it. I didn't know what to expect going in. <laughs> Um, I might have known. <laughs> but this movie somehow <laughs> exceeded my expectation, even though I didn't have any for it, really. Um, 
I thought. So that... what you're saying is it's ten out of ten. It's absolutely perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So Plan Nine is for those of you who don't know uh, about aliens who come to Earth and they implement Plan Nine, uh, which is to resurrect the dead. Um, in order to accomplish something. We're not really sure. They never really make it clear what they want to accomplish. No, they never really make it super clear what they want to accomplish. Um, the movie has a lot of hilarious inconsistencies in it um, that even I noticed, and I don't pay like a whole lot of um, attention to continuity things. I know you love looking up continuity I do. errors. Um, and looking for that kind of stuff. Um, so some general info about this, whenever it was uh, first released was in 1959. Um, it's also known as Grave Robbers from Outer Space, and the budget was $60,000. Nice. Uh, you can tell. Or actually, it, I feel like it looks like less. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> looks like they had about a $20 budget. Um, but I mean, for the, so the first time I saw this, but the, the first and only time until we saw it at the screening the other night was, uh, on mystery science theater and they absolutely like ripped it apart. Um, but I mean, it's like, it's a fun movie to watch in a group of people. Like it's a good midnight movie to go and watch, um, with a crowd who is a lot of fun because it will definitely hold your attention because like you were saying, a lot of the the continuity errors and just the plot makes absolutely no sense they want to uh resurrect the dead to kill the living so i guess they're just trying to have like a bunch of zombies to come and kill everybody but i don't know does it really work out for them um no it doesn't <laughs> um so spoiler alert but um anyways so one of the things that I thought was really interesting um, was Bela Lugosi. Mm -hmm. Is that how you pronounce his name? That's it. Okay, cool. He is in this movie, and so is Vampira, and those were pretty big names in horror at the time, if I am right. You're right. Okay. You are correct. Yes, so I think it, that it's interesting that in, they're in there. And Vampira is actually my favorite part of the whole movie. She's the first time that you see these uh, resurrected um, alien zombie things. <laughs> she looks pretty wild, too. Um, she has the long red nails and, um, the very slender waist extreme hourglass figure. Very extreme. Very it kind of looked like she was about to tip over at a few points. I iconic, uh, vampire. She looked like they had stuck a dowel rod, rod through her. <laughs> <laughs> um... These things attack, but we're not really sure how they attack because you never really see what's going on. I think one of my favorite parts um, also was how it just went from like pitch black darkness, and also the the darkness was just a black curtain. Yeah. Um, the, the graveyard, and it went from like extreme darkness to like just the middle of the afternoon um, with no real like. Yeah, it was all the same time period. Like, somebody would drive to the graveyard, and it would be, like, pitch black, and then they would leave the graveyard, and the sun would be up again. And it was just, like... And the UFOs were amazing. The UFOs yeah, the were UFO. probably my favorite part. <laughs> it kind of just looked like a dish. 
paper plate. Like a, yeah, like two paper plates glued together, just kind of floating around. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, also one of uh, one thing that I read on this movie was that, if I remember correctly, Bella Lugosi died before this was finished or before it was released. Or I guess it must have been before it was finished. And so they got somebody else to play his character who was like a foot and a half taller than he was. So you, uh, you'll probably notice that if you uh, go back and watch this movie. But um, I see the IMDb score is a 4.0 uh, out of 10. Would you agree with that or would you disagree with that? Um, it kind of depends. So if, you know, we could uh, interview Edward Wood Jr. on you know, what his intentions were with this movie, if it was intended to be something that was really uh, spoofy, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I would agree with that. But if it was something that he wrote seriously, um, I think we read in the trivia section of IMDb that he wrote the script in a week mm-hmm. or so, or yeah, less. That sounds about right. Yeah, um, if this was meant to be something a more serious project, I would definitely not agree with this sto- um, with this score. So you think it should, if it's serious, it should be lower than a four? Yes. If it's serious, what would you what would your rating be I, out of ten? I would give it at least half that. I would give it like a two. A two? Yeah, I would have to give it a two. I think I'm inclined to agree with that. Actually, <laughs> I I enjoyed watching it. It was something really. Um, I had a lot of fun watching. Yeah. Um, but. The, the plot, I was confused. The uh, switching from different scenes had me confused sometimes. The the intention um, of our protagonist and our antagonist was, you know, very... It almost kind of switched at some points. It was like yeah. the antagonist was the protagonist, and then it kind of just swapped throughout the movie. It was, um, it was a very confusing movie to watch. But, like, if you watch it as the mindset of, like, or in the mindset of, like, hey, I'm going to watch this with my friends, and we're just going to have, like, a grand old time, then I think it's fun. And I think in that, like, that aspect, I would I would say, like, entertainment value, it's probably, like, a solid six. Oh, yeah. Or maybe a seven. I agree with that. But in terms of actual quality, I would say, I would, you know, I would agree with what you said around, like, a two or, like, a one and a half, maybe. It's It's really, like, it's a bad movie. It's not even a B movie. It's, like... Probably like a D movie. An F movie. <laughs> An F movie, yeah. It failed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't have anything better to do and you have a bunch of friends coming over, then you should maybe rent it um, if you can find it for free. I don't know that I would pay for it. Um, actually, I do know I would not pay for it. <laughs> but um, I think it says watch with Prime Video. That's what IMDb yeah. is saying. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to watch it for free. So, yeah, Plan mm-hmm. 9 from Outer Space. And... So we kind of have like a good, the bad, and the ugly theme going on. Um, so the good obviously was Night of the Living Dead. The bad was Plan Nine from Outer Space. And so what's the ugly? Uh, bad Ben. Bad Ben. Which is the one I'm the most excited to talk about. Um, so Bad Ben was released in 2016. Um, it's directed by Nigel Bach. It's starred, starring Nigel Bach. Um, he wrote the script. He used his own house. Um, and it's about a man who moves into a house after winning it um, at an auction, a mm-hmm. foreclosure auction, it sounds like. Um, he moves into this house. 
Um, and then he finds out that something rather spooky lives there. And don't forget, he put every penny he had into this mo- into this um, house. You will not forget that because mm-hmm. he mentions it probably 20 times. <laughs> Literally like 20 times. Yeah, but. so uh, this movie has a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb. I would 100% have to disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would your score be? Honestly, um, a lot lower, like a, like a three, maybe like a two and a half, three. I think that, um, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of plan nine in the vein of like, if you've got some friends coming over, like, and you want to really make fun of a movie, like this is it. And I think that's really what he intended to do with it. So like, I don't know. I I guess I kind of agree and kind of disagree with the score. Like, I feel, I mean, I wasn't super impressed with it, but I also don't really think he made it to be, like, really impressive. I think he just kind of did it to have some fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And it spawned, what, like, six sequels already? And it it, Mm -hmm. just, the first one came out three years ago, and there's already six movies. Yeah, the last one, um, I believe, is called The Crescent Moon Clown. came out last year. Um, so he's just kind of popping these out left and right. Yeah, he Um, is. And he's kind of, it's gone from just him starring in these to him bringing these other people, however he finds them, into, um, his movies. Um, the acting quality is not very good. Um. He is definitely from New Jersey. You can tell as soon as he, like, starts speaking. Um, it's pretty evident that he's from, from Jersey. But it's, like... I don't know. I, I think I had like I had fun watching it with you, but um, it's also not really one that I would want to go back and watch again. It's definitely like a one and done kind of thing. And see, I would I would have to disagree with you there. I feel like I could watch it um, with someone new every day and just find different things to laugh at. Yeah, maybe yeah with somebody <laughs> new. Yeah, somebody who hadn't seen it. But like, if you were like, hey, let's watch a movie. Let's watch Bad Ben. Again, like me and you, I don't know. I, I, I'd have a hard time sitting through it again. Well, I almost suggested that we watch it again for the purpose of this podcast, but... <laughs> I, think, I think just the trailer will suffice. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we did refresh with the trailer. Um, there are a few interesting things um, as far as the effects. Um, there are no practical effects. No, it is all very much done on... Um, like iMovie or um, Photoshop. I don't even but... something. It, it he, um, yeah. It's it's very um, very digitally edited. Um, I think my favorite part is. I mean, let's, well, okay. So he had a three hundred dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, for a three hundred dollar budget, it's really not too bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it great or anything, but. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a uh, interesting watch if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I I agree. And the interesting part to me is he didn't write a script for this movie. He just kind of decided the general storyline, um, and he just kind of spoke kind of like we're doing right now to twenty one cameras in his house. Um, and so he used his own house, um, like I said before. Um, he didn't move out any of his furniture or anything, so he had to come up with a reason for why there is still furniture in the house after he bought it at this auction. Mm-hmm. And um, for 
why he was gonna sleep in this bed that was just at this house. So, yeah, it's just a random bed where like he doesn't know really what happened to the owner before. Mm-hmm. And of course, you never see any actual work being done on the house, even though he's calling multiple people about all the things he's gonna do with this house and when he's gonna start renovating this house. Um, I feel like that was something pretty simple that he could have um, addressed better, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's as simple as, you know, moving your technology out for the day and putting sheets over your furniture. Maybe would have made it a little more believable. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think that's, like, the one of the main things that I had problems with was how believable it was. But, again, I don't really know if it was intended to be super believable or not. Um it's not super evident whether it is intended to be believable. I feel like maybe the first one, he was really like kind of trying to have a sort of um, semi-serious movie. And then with each of the sequels, it just kind of gets like a little bit sillier each time. Because there's, there's what, there's Bad Ben, there's Batter Ben, Steelmanville Road. Uh, Bad Ben, the Mandala Effect, which actually has the tag on IMDb as horror and also comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it was intended to be like that. Um, ben, The Way In, which is the sixth film. Um, oh, it came out this year, <laughs> actually. So I was I stand corrected with the last one coming out in 2018. It came out this year. And The Crescent Moon Clown is also tagged as comedy horror. Um, so it kind of seems as if the first three were serious and then after that the fourth fifth and sixth are also tagged as comedy so maybe he realized that his niche was more the comedy horror um making fun of the found footage genre which is already kind of made fun of a lot <laughs> yeah that's true i wonder if he's like if he's making any money off of these being on prime or if it's just kind of a labor of love or maybe a little bit of both I mean, it looks like all of them have around, like, a $300 budget, so mm -hmm. he, could, he could easily make his money back if, uh, I don't know. I don't know how much Prime pays you per, like, if it's per stream or if it's per, you know. Yeah. I don't know how, what their, what their system is, but yeah. So, what was your, uh, what's your favorite movie out of these three that we watch? Um... In yeah. terms of just pure, like, entertainment value, not even from, like, a quality standpoint. I'm going to have to say um, Plan 9 from Outer Space as far as entertainment value goes. I don't know if it's just the, the environment I saw it in or um, just kind of the mindset I was in after Night of the Living Dead. It ended kind of... A um, little bleak. A little bleak and dim, and I, I feel like maybe that contrast... Of yeah. the ending of Night of the Living Dead. That's and a just good point. From the very get go of Plan Nine from Outer Space was like, this is gonna be very different. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, I think also like double feature. Um, you know, if if Plan Nine was first and then Night of the Living Dead was second, I feel like it would have been a much different evening. Like, mm -hmm. it would have ended on that sort of kind of bleak tone that Night of the Living Dead ended on but you know that just kind of goes to show the importance of when you do a double feature like having it kind of balance out in the order and everything it's not really something that you would really pay a lot of attention to normally i don't think but i think it was good that they did night of the living dead first and then plan nine second yeah 
like a small detail, but mm -hmm. an important one. Yeah, I think it. I think it was important to the experience, and um, that's not to say I think that Plan Nine is the better movie out of these three. Um, but as far as uh, you just my had fun with it, yeah, I just had a lot of fun with Plan Nine. Um, and I feel like if I had seen Bad Ben in a movie setting, that it would have been a totally different experience than whenever I watched it on the futon with you. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like I probably would have enjoyed it more because you just have like a whole group of people who are also laughing hysterically. Like, oh my gosh, like what are we watching right now? And I think if the opportunity presented itself, you know, like if, um, our local theater decided to play bad Ben and all the sequels I, I would not protest going to watch it uh, I don't think I would either I think yeah. it would be a lot of fun especially if we're we're in Atlanta so if like the plaza or something like that had a screening uh, of bad Ben then you'd have at least two people there to watch it yeah you could you could almost say bad Ben is like um, the the room of horror but much. That's a good, worse. yeah, that's a, that's a good point, actually. I, I would have to agree with you on that, and uh, I think that's that's a good place to end it. Yeah. <laughs> bad Ben, if you didn't take anything else away from this, Bad Ben is the room of horror movies. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. So, thanks for listening, and come back to the next one. Bye. Bye.